on this episode of Girl, Be Honest. God is in control of everything, of every situation. Mm -hmm. And just because you are struggling with something does not mean that you have to accept defeat. Welcome to Girl, Be Honest. I am Key. And I'm Shayla. And this episode is about mental health. health. Mm. and we're back yeah this is so exciting this is weird like we were just talking about like how excited we were but how nervous we are as well yeah it's like that little break that we had yeah spend time with our family and friends Mm -hmm. and we hope everyone had like a good thanksgiving yeah so just to completely dive into the topic of mental health. I know Mm -hmm. this is a heavy topic for me because I was just telling you that I've never really, well, I'm very selective about who I talk to my mental health stuff about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't want to cry. Yeah. (laughs) In front of everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode is to just like acknowledge it for a lot of people because I think that is like the first step Mm -hmm. and just make people feel seen because I know a lot of times we go through things on our own and there's like such a stigma stigma around mental health especially in you know like the Christian community and so like we try to avoid having conversations with other people so we end up just going through things by ourselves or thinking we're the only one to ever experience something Mm -hmm. so I think like that's why we wanted to come together and like have this conversation. Yeah. So I think it's like two ways that or two ways that we could kind of start this. So I know that you just said like within the Christian community, Mm -hmm. both of us are Christian. So we could start there or we could start with our own mental health journey and like the past. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start? Um, we can start with our journeys. Okay. (laughs) A lot of pressure. (laughs) it is who's going first um <laughs> uh, uh I, I guess I could kick off okay I kick off. <laughs> so it's like okay yeah first <laughs> um so just to just like now that I I think about it to start from the very beginning I've struggled with mental health for a while but because of that stigma and in the black community as well as the Christian community because mm-hmm. we kind of fall into two areas it's not really talked about. And so for a long time, I didn't have a name Mm -hmm. for a lot of the ways that I acted. Like even when I was younger and I would do a painting and one little thing would go wrong, I would be devastated and just go into a a, a fit of rage or a fit of just of sadness. Um, Or even when I was like decorating cakes when I was young, because I was really into baking and decorating Mm -hmm. cakes it was the same thing. I was very obsessive about things and I wanted it to be right. Very much so like a control freak and everything kind of spiked my anxiety. My mood was up and down. And I say anxiety that back then I didn't have a name for it, but Mm -hmm. looking back, that's where it was. And I was, I've always been like an overachiever. Um, Even a lot of people don't know this too. I'm dyslexic. So dealing with that and not even like not having a a name for it but having a name for it at the same time because my mom was um knew everything about special education because of things with my brother so 
just trying to find like the balance in between that of being an overachiever. But then when I got to college, um, it all kind of hit ahead my sophomore year, mm-hmm. not my sophomore year, my, my junior year, my bad. Um, at the beginning of that year, I was the first week into school. I think it was like a Friday. I went to go pick up my textbooks from this place called textbook brokers. <laughs> and I, uh, ended up passing out and they didn't know what was wrong with me. The man ended up catching me from like over the, uh, the counter so I didn't fall and hit my head, but that started like, I think like a, my spiral, that's what I call it. I was in a situation ship with the man as well. Uh, and things kind of just like hit ahead. I ended up being diagnosed with vasovagal, which you mm-hmm. probably know what that is. It's just basically like your blood pressure plummets sometimes. I had to wear a heart monitor for a little bit to make sure everything was okay. Um, around... October that happened August carried into September but around October I started having these moments where I would just wake up in a panic like Mm -hmm. and I would have to call my mom and my mom was always really good about talking me down and not me about to already cry I had this um bible that I had had forever and my mom used to tell me to go to the front and pick how you were feeling and go find the verse with that and so the verse that I, I, I leaned on and I still lean on um, is Psalms uh, 34 and 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Mm-hmm. And my mama told me to open it up to that and yeah. sleep with it beside me. And I, I still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. But I was, me and my roommate were at, were at odds. Me and the things with this man was were at odds. It's, and I was still trying to overachieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Y'all, I'm I'm so sorry. This is this by this time we're in uh my senior year. This had been going on for quite some time. And senior year is when it hit ahead. I'm sorry. Um and I ended up having to move back home. And like I said, me and my roommate, we were at odds and everything was just going on. And I remember my mom being like, I don't care what your roommate needs, I don't care what anybody else needs. All that I care about is that my daughter is okay. So my mom and my stepmom came down, packed up my apartment and were like, it's done through, it's over. You're moving back home. You're going to therapy, doing this, you're doing that. And luckily I had those people there that were prayer warriors and catching me when I was fall falling mm-hmm. because if my mom wouldn't have stepped in and saw the signs who knows where I would have been today Mm -hmm. I remember Thanksgiving of my senior year my mom I I sat in a room while we were playing charades and I was just out of it and that night I told my mom because my mom asked me she's like what's what's wrong what's wrong and I was like sometimes I just don't know like am I even supposed to be here like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna die like I feel like nothing is getting better it's this cloud like over me like it's just it's just all bad Mm -hmm. and my mom was like everything will get better and like it just triggered all these things and it carried on out through like my senior year to where it got to a point to where I would and not a lot of people know this I would drive if you're from Arkansas you know um there's a bridge it's a huge bridge and people have accidents on it all the time because it's so steep when you're coming down over it and it's past Cantrell and I remember I would be, I would drive over this bridge and I would be like, 
I know it wouldn't hurt my mom as much if it happened on this bridge, like if I killed myself on this bridge, because it would just look like an accident. Mm-hmm. And I, I told my mom that and my mom's like, she's a, my mom is a saint for this. She just kicked into gear. Um, and just making sure that I was okay, calling me, making sure I was getting home. Like, it's like she, she, she it's like she was timing it. Like she knew after Kiana get off that night class, this is the time she's going to be going over this bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thankful that she was there. My stepmom was there. My friends were there. Everybody was there. And I went to therapy. I got on meds for a little bit and ended up ended up getting off the meds. And then I moved to Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I eventually found my community here. I found small group here at church. And things just started looking up to me, up for me. But it for a long time it didn't. It didn't look up to me. For a long time, I didn't see an out from it because it was just like a cloud that followed me the entire time. And this mm-hmm. was a cloud that was following me for quite some time and then senior year it just burst Mm -hmm. it started with health and didn't not knowing what was going on and then it just Mm -hmm. blew up and I'm thankful that where I am now is not there but that is a big part of me and what has shaped me Mm -hmm. sorry that was so long no (laughs) but it was it was a time Mm -hmm. for sure yeah I like first, oh gosh, I'm going to cry too. <laughs> um, I, first of all, want to like commend you for even telling that story because I do feel like, um, like I said earlier, when it comes to mental health and even just like suicide and like even thoughts or things like that, I feel like we don't like talking about that stuff or we for I think a lot of times there's like some shame attached to it Mm -hmm. and sometimes even like embarrassment so you don't even you're like I I'm not gonna tell anyone like let's just keep this with me and like (laughs) let's just act like that didn't happen um so I really just want to like say like you know just looking at you and like being open and telling that story is is just a good thing. It's Thank a you. good thing. <laughs> um, for me, I will say, I think we kind of had this similar experience with like being young and kind of like not knowing what is going on. Mm-hmm. I remember just having like my mood just being low consistently, like even as a kid. And I think like my parents even picked up on it too because I remember like them having like saying certain comments or something like that like things like that um when I was younger but again like I didn't know like what it was I was just like well this is just me I'm just sad a lot and um I think or I think it kind of was a result of like what was going on in our family at the time Mm -hmm. um but as I got older I did feel myself like having like anxiousness around certain events and just being anxious to the point where like I would like pull my hair. Mm. So, um, and again, like I was like, I really just don't know what it is. 
to me, it was like, well, this is just what I do. Yeah. Um, and even in like college around like certain seasons, I would just find myself being more low and being like, I don't know, like what is going on? Like, I just feel like a lot of times I felt like I was alone. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just really difficult to like sort out my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they would like send out like depression screenings mm-hmm. um, through our email and being like, you know, we're doing this depression thing. Like they would do it periodically at school. But I remember even reading that and not even wanting to do it because in my mind, I wasn't educated on it it enough. And I automatically thought like, oh, well, what if they find out I am depressed? Like, what does that mean? Am I going to have to take medicine for it? So I'm automatically like, oh, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'll just stay in this little (laughs) thing by myself and I'll just be sad all the time. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. What if I am depressed? What does that even mean? Does there, does that mean that something is wrong with me? Um, so I honestly, like, I like that you had your mom to like, be honest with about that. For me, I didn't want my parents to know. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of just, I think a lot of it comes from just being aware, like being aware will help too, because I think you can just be in this like mental fog, yeah. like you explained and you don't see a way out and you start to think, well, maybe life is just supposed to be like this, or, or you don't even see a way that it can be fixed. Yeah. So I think I kind of just went through it alone to kind of just like you know what let me just sit here and just because I really don't know what I'm supposed to do about it and I'm and I'm scared to tell anyone yeah so yeah it's hard and I think like just to give our viewers even more insight we are I would consider both of us like to the people that on the outside they look in and they're like they have it together Mm -hmm. they they are good they are the friends they're the friend group those are the ones that have it together and so just to be honest and be open with people that was something I really struggled with because it was just like I don't want people to know that I don't have it together like Mm -hmm. this can this can't happen to me I can't be suicidal and depression depressed and mm-hmm. have anxiety and this and that but yeah on the flip side of that I saw how being honest with like little cousins or being honest with like my siblings and things like that mm-hmm. it is it has helped them be honest about where they they stand mentally and like other mm-hmm. people in my family like I remember one time my grandma was like you know I'm glad that you you're open and honest about your stuff because sometimes I feel I feel down mm-hmm. and 
that just it made me happy because I think sometimes we see bridging the way as going to college and having a good career and mm-hmm. different things like that. But sometimes God opens the doors and you bridge the way in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think, yes, definitely. Yeah. I think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes, like you said, I'm I'm just going to piggyback on what you said too. We feel like being like being a good example like you said is is accomplishing all of these things but like sometimes it's just like opening up and being like I'm (laughs) I'm struggling like we um we actually had um Friendsgiving at my house um recently and we like sat and cried at the table which was uh, I you know, was very surprised because I didn't expect that that was going to happen. But my sister sat across from me and kind of just like told me, you know, how much of an example I was to her. And I was like, what? Like, I'm struggling. <laughs> like, I'm struggling. I, it's, it's a big surprise to me because I'm I'm in my mess, you know, and to like hear her say like, you know, you were an example for me for all of this and like the things that I saw you go through and you you got through them and so for me I know that it's possible because I have an example um so I think it's I think sometimes just like being vulnerable or open enough to like be vulnerable to like the people with the people that you care about like will help yeah that is true I think that, I guess this might be even shifting gears going into the Christian portion, but Mm -hmm. sometimes as Christians, we, and I love this advice. I'm not saying anything bad to this advice, but we like to just tell each other, just pray about it. Yeah. But sometimes prayer takes movement Mm -hmm. and sometimes prayer takes you getting up off of your knees. There's a quote by Frederick Douglass that my therapist actually said to me today. She said, it's something about like you're you start moving my prayer started work or something like that when I got off my knees and to me that's the same thing it's like mm, faith without work mm-hmm. prayer without works yeah. anything like that because sometimes the work in that is finding a therapist yeah somebody that God has ordained for that practice to get you through yeah mm-hmm. and the Christian community, we're, we're getting better at it. Yeah. But I see it a lot still in the African-American mm-hmm. Christian community where we don't. Yeah. That's crazy talk to us. Mm-hmm. You're just crazy. You're just possessed. That's yeah. just the devil. Mm-hmm. Just pray it away. Yeah. And sometimes you can't. No, sometimes you can't. And I, I feel like God gives us tools for certain things too. And I think a lot of times... God doesn't choose to just do what we choose not to do. Mm. And I feel like if he's given us the tools to do things is sometimes it's like, well, what else do you want me to do? Mm. Um, For me, it was, I mean, I had just started therapy last year because I realized like there were things in my life that I was like, this is not, this is not working it's not okay. Something needs to change. And, um, and, and I think also too, it's good to be aware that like, 
there are options when you choose do choose therapy too because mm-hmm. I had you know me and Kiana me and Kiana oh. had these the I mean I had I've switched therapists the first therapist that I had just I won't say she wasn't a Christian because I don't know what she was <laughs> But, and you don't, and I don't believe you have to be a Christian to be my therapist or whatever, but I think she let her non-Christianity, like, get in the way of, like, the certain advice that she would give me, if that makes sense, so (laughs) we don't have to go into that too much, but, like, I, like, y'all know I've made a choice to be abstinent and things like that, and she would advise me to have sex with my ex-boyfriend and you know she would be like you know what I think y'all wouldn't be having these problems if so we can we don't have to go all into that but like I was like this therapist is just not it's not it but I didn't (laughs) let that stop me from being you know doing therapy because I was like I know I need this but I eventually found a therapist that like was a Christian and like the, my values and things made sense to her. And like, she, she knew how to approach me from that perspective. So I will say that like, if, even if you have found a therapist or you're thinking about trying, like, don't let, you know, a bad experience <laughs> influence you and keep you from, from, from really doing it because we all need someone to talk to. Yes. And I will go even further to say that if you broke your arm, you would not sit there and look at your broken arm and pray that it just would all of a sudden not be broken. You would get in the car or call 911 and yes. you would go to the hospital and, and you might be praying at the same time. While you're moving. Right. But there's there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that something is wrong and and going to do something about it it's it is the same thing there's there's no there's no difference it's not I'm glad you use that analogy because I feel like that analogy is going to get through to somebody Mm -hmm. that exactly because sometimes we just think that we're crazy yeah you're not crazy. Sometimes it's just a hormonal imbalance. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that you just need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Our bodies are yeah. special. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they can do a lot. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And just speaking from, I know not everything is physiological and like speaking as a nurse too, like what Kiana said, like your body has hormones. It has mm-hmm different vitamins that you could be deficient in I'm not saying you can just automatically put it on that if you know that something is going on and just say like oh it's just this um what I am saying is that like your brain actually affects you and I feel like some people (laughs) don't know like they don't think to acknowledge that yeah but like it does and there are physiological things that affect your mood like they do getting enough sunlight affects your mood and it sounds silly like it sounds silly to be like oh I just need yes you need sunlight (laughs) you do I mean you do things like that like because I remember because I know like now we're in the winter time Mm. and we're it's like 
I've seen on TikTok where it's just like, oh, like sad girl season or something where it's just like, oh, seasonal depression. Like that is a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. It is. And it's something that we don't like to acknowledge, but that sun going down and not being out. Yeah. After 530. Yes. You mean to tell me I get off of work and I don't have any sun girl it's time to go to bed yeah and you get into a routine where you're just like oh 5 30 I'm not working right now y'all know that but it's 5 30 the sun's not out yeah let me just get in the bed mm-hmm. and that that routine sometimes yeah. pulls you away from friends yeah it pulls you away from any type of a social life it pulls you away from sitting outside it pulls you away from taking your dog on a walk yeah and I will like if you have a pet or anything like that no pets and dogs aren't for everybody but Lulu sometimes is my saving grace Mm -hmm. it's because I know that's my time to get outside when I was like working or something I started that's when me and my therapist talked about started implementing that Mm -hmm. time to walk outside for 10 minutes with Lulu block Mm -hmm. your calendar yeah it's like little things like that that during this time we just kind of it falls by the wayside because it's dark Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and I think it just starts with just being aware of like what you need to like sometimes you need physical activity like that that has helped me a lot Mm -hmm. during the season but sometimes you just need the information because you can just think it's you and you do get in because you don't have a solution to what is going on you do get into this cloud like we talked about, and you're like, well, I just don't see a way out. And uh, and it can just pull you down. Mm-hmm. And if you're not aware, you won't see a light and be like, oh, I just need to, these are the things that I can do. Or, you know, you, you just don't know what your options are. Yeah. And I, I have a question. So we we both go to church. Has that mm-hmm. Was that ever something that came up, therapy? Like, have you ever In heard church. your church or a church that you went to speak on therapy? I think though, I think um, I've heard them talk about it like in our little young adult thing. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard him say like, you should, you know, you should go to therapy. I've like, even like the church that I've watched online, I've heard that them, Mm -hmm. like I've heard them mention it. Um, But I mean, I think, but I do think it helps because like the churches that I've have experienced more kind of like modern Mm -hmm. churches. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that has like that affects it too because I maybe it might be different at a different in a different environment yeah um yeah yeah I that was gonna say the same thing too I think the non-denominal the non-denominational churches that I've been to Mm -hmm. it's been a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. and I want to say there was like even one time where it was like a a part of a series that Mm -hmm. I don't know I might be talking out my head but um in churches that are a little bit more don't come for me when I say this y'all but we know we black so y'all know Mm -hmm. they're a little bit more traditional Mm -hmm. yeah southern baptist your baptist Mm -hmm. pentecostal that could be different but the ones that I've experienced sometimes it's not talked about but I will say I will give my pastor praise um the pastor that I had when I was like in Arkansas um 
I remember talking to him on like New Year's Eve of 2017 and talking to him about all the stuff that I was like going through Mm -hmm. and therapy was a topic of conversation um and I let him know like uh, you know like this is what I'm doing that's what I'm doing he's like great Mm -hmm. um but sometimes that's few and far in between and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't feel as comfortable going to your pastor or even sometimes people in the church or even yeah. your parents. Or yeah, that's true. People in general. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I did it too, because I, I think sometimes you need like a non-objective person to talk to about things. Because yeah. a lot of times people will be like, well, I can just talk to this person or that person. And like, but like that person is also not educated and how to mm-hmm. deal with certain things and they're they're going to give you a, advice through their own lens and like how they grew up how you know what their opinion about this or that or how they even you know a lot of times people might see you a certain way because they are your parents so they're going to give you that advice from that perspective or mm-hmm. maybe like a I know more than you type of thing so like that's why I you know, decided to do therapy too, because I just, I was like, I need a non-objective person um, who knows, who is educated on like cognitive therapy, like yeah. the like who is educated on like how humans think and like negative thinking and how to switch from, you know, from this to that. I was like, I need someone who actually like has strategy for those things. Yeah. Because I think we can talk to people and they can like help us in that moment and ease like the symptoms, but like you're not talking to a person who can like actually find like what the source is and like fix it from, from that standpoint. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think something that is like along the lines of that is the talk of like medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sometimes even if you have people like around you that are like uh, open and accepting to therapy, they're not open and accepting to medicine Mm -hmm. Yeah, and things to help treat you. And for a long time, I was not open to meds. It took me getting on meds Mm -hmm. to be open. Mm -hmm. Now I'm off of those meds. I'm only on them for a little bit. Um, I didn't necessarily like the concoction that I was on, Mm -hmm. but, you know, talking to my therapist and talking to people around me that are on meds, they have said before, you know, sometimes the first one, the first concoction you're on or the first med Mm -hmm. that you're on, sometimes it isn't for you, Yeah, but that's just like any other thing. This is something that's going up and down, like with your mood. Sometimes it's just like going out in the sun, like, like Mm -hmm. it's all like affects your body and I do, I was very ashamed that I was on those meds. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mentor, her name is Dr. Davis, as well as as like my mom and things like that, made sure that I never felt ashamed that I was on meds. Mm -hmm. And even my brothers made sure that I never felt ashamed of what I was like going through. Yeah. My little brother at the time, KJ, got it. Like he knew. Yeah. Like Kiana, like certain sounds trigger her. Like Mm -hmm. I'm too loud if I'm this, I'm that. And he, he to be so young, he was so mature and, and so knowing that, okay, I need to be quiet. Maybe I can't play with my wrestling men mm-hmm. as loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wish that it wasn't a negative connotation behind yeah. it because sometimes you need meds. Yeah. 
And I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. not a nurse. I don't have any medical background, mm-hmm. but I do know that mm-hmm. because I, I've yeah. seen it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I agree um, because I just personally um, have just kind of started this conversation with my therapist about like medication and she's kind of she's not pushing me to do it because that's not really what her job is to do but she's kind of suggested because she's like you know Shayla you might be experiencing some anxiety and like you know from my standpoint it appears that that is what you are experiencing and it's and you know sometimes traumatic events can cause um, imbalances in your brain and you might need a little support you know because I have gone through a lot yeah this year you have (laughs) (laughs) um so I think and I've been receptive to it um there's a part of me and it and it it almost is a little bit I won't say crazy because that's not the right word but I mean I've given out I'm a nurse. I've given people anti whatever, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've given them out um at work. Um for me, I have just been a little nervous to even start something like that because I know that it's a process mm-hmm. and like, you know, you might get on something and it might make you feel like, oh my gosh, this is a little too much. I need to and I just felt like I was just scared to even really do that because I was like, I don't I don't really even want to go through this process. What if it affects me negatively? And 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 so I've kind of let like that fear keep me from doing it. And I and I'm not against medicine at all. Like and I and I do think that medicine is very necessary in mm-hmm. a lot of circumstances. So I'm I'm not saying that I don't believe in it. Um, for me right now, just being honest and vulnerable, I know that like my thought process on a lot of things needs to improve. And so I've just wanted to like kind of work with my therapist and be like, what can I do about like my thoughts and mm-hmm. like the way that I choose to think and like, you know, yeah, what are the thoughts that I like continuously replay in my head that are affecting you know my anxiety or my mood or me choosing to like wake up and think about all the bad that is going on and then you know so like I just wanted to like work through some of that too before I automatically go to well let's just try medicine but it's like I I know that I'm aware that like there are things I need to change too that have nothing to do with medicine so like what are those things so that's what I'm experiencing right now. And I, I mean, I'm just so resistant to it. And I, mm-hmm. and I know that like, I hope that like someone hears this too. And like, who is exploring the idea of medicine and like, they don't know, like, I hope that this helps them to feel seen because I feel like that is a very normal experience yeah. to have. And, I, and I'm not saying that I will never be on meds. I'm just saying like right now for me, I have considered it, um, but I just would rather try some other things first before before I go that route. And I think that's very normal. And I think it's very telling of 
like the type of therapist that you have that mm-hmm. she's not pushing uh, pushing things on you mm-hmm. and that she is willing to work with you and give you other options and try to get you back to where things are manageable yeah um I think and like going back to like us talking about like the types of therapists and things mm-hmm. like that and don't let one wrong experience yeah. like Mm-hmm. deter you from having a therapist and keeping a therapist therapy is just like fi- well finding a therapist is just like dating mm-hmm. you you don't like the person yeah you move on to the next one mm-hmm. and I would say that that's a good therapist yeah that is giving you all of these options and being like okay it's your choice yeah and we're going to move accordingly to how you're feeling yeah mm-hmm. I think that's very important um I feel like this episode has been really deep, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to go back to, um, like you said that like you you would pull out your like hair, mm-hmm. and and I've I've heard this with a lot of like people because I used to pull out my eyebrows. Oh, I did that too, and my eyelashes. Same, I did all of it, <laughs> and I think that is. I've met so many people or talked to so many people that that is their thing. Yeah. And we have not, a lot of people still don't know how to put, what to put a name. Yeah. Or how to, how to address this. This is just what I do. Yeah. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's an anxiety trigger. It's something that, yeah, it's a tick. Mm -hmm. It's a tick. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm glad that we talked about that because mm-hmm. I feel like even that's going to be something that people are like, "What?" Yeah, you put your I, yeah honestly, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know I was going to say that. Yeah, like because <laughs> I don't even I like I don't tell people like at all. I talked to my therapist about it. I think one time, and like that is it. Like I don't, I have, and I do even like I'm even right now. I'm being reminded of like when I was a kid. I forgot what I was doing and my mom asked me to stop doing it. And I told her, I said, I said, mom, like when I'm doing something, it's hard for me to stop. Mm -hmm. And I think as a parent, when you, I mean, I love my mom, but, and I feel like any parent might have this response. She was like, "Is so? Is that you saying you're not going to listen to me?" <laughs> and I, I'm laughing because I feel like a lot of parents would have that response. So I'm not faulting her yeah. because they don't. The act of like having the the idea of having like things that you do that you can't control, yeah, that's not even fathomable to like anyone. Like, yeah. no, people don't understand that. And especially as a parent, if they see you doing something, they're like, no, you're just being disobedient. And 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 sometimes that's not what it is. <laughs> it's like, I literally cannot stop. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad that I said it because maybe this does help someone yeah. who they're like, oh, I do that too. Like, I, and I don't like talking about it or this kind of like, because it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, it just is it and that has a negative con- connotation but like pulling your hair out is not a normal no thing like it's it's not so. I was to be bald girl I got some I mean I, I still got some patches that's why I haven't grown uh, same when I go get my eyebrows done they look she's like oh, oh, so what are you doing I said I don't know because I still <laughs> do it to this day uh, yeah. I do and I and I do notice um 
for me, it, it's centered around like anxiety because yeah. when I am, when I do have a lot going on in my life and I'm like, okay, I'll find myself doing it without even noticing. Or even for me, I, I do want to say this too. Like I know some of like what my triggers are yep. and some of, some of them don't even have to be like actual, like traumatic events. Sometimes it's just like caffeine for me. Yeah. Like I know for me, like I've had to stop drinking coffee, even though like I'm a nurse and it, it really sucks sometimes because I'm tired, but I'd rather just be tired than be anxious. Yeah. So I've had to like stop drinking coffee because I notice like my caffeine intake, if that is up, I tend to be more anxious and I tend to like be pulling my hair and stuff like that. And like, I've learned to like connect the dots too, because I, I've spent enough time just being aware Mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I feel like I'm like and I'm like there's nothing literally nothing going on so why am I anxious yeah. and then I'll think you've been drinking coffee every day this week <laughs> that's why <laughs> oh maybe I maybe I don't need to do that you know so I know one of my triggers is the frequency of some noises really yeah um when I was like in my rut of like being depressed and like mm-hmm. high anxiety like all the time there was somebody in my life that I had to talk to a little bit less because the frequency of their voice triggered yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It was a pitch. It was something in it. Mm-hmm. And I am very lucky to have a mom that has had, has went through her own things in the past. Is very open to the ideas of therapy that has worked with people that are in the special education realm and had to deal with things had to deal Mm -hmm. with tics and just different stuff because even when like I would pull my eyebrows out my mom would be like almost make it funny in a sense I'd be like girl I hate when you do that like Uh yeah have your bald eyebrows Mm -hmm. and I would tell her like it kind of like similar to what you would tell your mom I would be like oh it's one in there that it's it's like a pinpoint yeah my mom would be like no no it's it's, not it's not yeah not to make me feel yeah not to diminish diminish how like Mm -hmm. I was I guess like I was feeling but Mm -hmm. just like being like no Kiana like it's not yeah but it's just in your head like that's what it is yeah and even though she might have not knew the exact terminology to you she knew like what to say yeah and so I was very thankful for that and I don't give her enough credit and I hope she listens to this one Mm -hmm. that's my like I that's my girl because even that when I was home I said you were dealing with a lot you were yeah. dealing with a, a son especially education mm-hmm. a, a younger baby or kid um and then you were dealing with a daughter that had to move back home mm-hmm. that you were basically on suicide watch mm-hmm. yeah. that's a lot yeah for a single mom for for anybody mm-hmm. and so I make sure that I like give her her praise and I love my mama because not everybody has that experience yeah mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful that I did yeah I like that you brought up having like your parents being aware and I think I want to say this too I don't like to like make everything so spiritual, but like generational curses too are a thing Mm -hmm. that we don't really acknowledge sometimes. And even like being aware that like your parents struggle with some, some things too, because like I've had 
like more recent conversations like with my dad and like him being open about you know how he's felt you know growing up and and sometimes like obviously like those conversations are hard because yeah. you were like oh my gosh you're my parents like you're supposed to be just up on this pedestal <laughs> and you're perfect and nothing bothers you like no I don't want to see like the struggle like no I don't want to uncomfortable <laughs> like don't talk to me about that stuff <laughs> But because it could be hard. It's like, oh, you don't, you just don't see your heroes. Like, oh, yeah. like something you're like, you struggled with, or you struggle with this. <laughs> but like, it it can just help you be like, become so aware. Cause you're like, oh, like even talking about like my grandparents and like things like that. And, and it could be because I think sometimes like they don't even know what it is too. Like they just think, oh, this is just life. Because they don't, I don't think that that was encouraged to like actually look, look within yourself and like, you know, figure out what is going on with your mental health. I don't think that that was a thing with even our grandparents growing up. So that we can just look at the behaviors and be like, oh, I think something, something is going on. It looks looks (laughs) like anxiety to me. Um, But like having those conversations I appreciate having them now even though they're hard because I can recognize like this is just not this is not just a me thing mm-hmm. and it might be like a cycle thing a yes. generational curse thing this might be something that my parents dealt with and that their parents dealt with and like oh I'm dealing with this too this is just like the continuation of like this thing and a lot of things are genetic I was gonna say that <laughs> A lot of things are genetic and we don't, we don't have these conversations. So we don't just like high blood pressure, diabetes, and all of this stuff can go in your, run in your family. Mm -hmm. All of these mental health issues can run in your family as well. And if we don't talk about it, we don't know. And then we think we're the only one that's going through it. And then I can't even go to my parents because there's like shame associated with it. And so it's like, oh, I'll just try to figure this out and deal with it myself. Mm -hmm not knowing that everyone in your family, not everyone, they're all doing the same thing. You're all doing the same thing. You're all coping, trying, trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed. Like, I feel like when, and I don't like to be like, oh, I I trailblazed, but, (laughs) but I think like, I like looking back and even like still to this day, I'm like, oh yeah. Like we all suffer from some sort of mental health thing like people like Mm -hmm. within my family and now we just have a name for it yeah it's like there's a lot there yeah and there's a name for it now and now we can lean on each other Mm -hmm. it's become more of an open conversation Mm -hmm. now and I'm happy about that is it hard yes it's hard because I don't want to hear about my mama's trauma I mean I want to hear about it but but as you you said I don't yeah and even like with my 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 dad like stuff I'm like I'm not trying to hear about this bro like let's ride a four-wheeler or something yeah, like, like we don't need to do that I, this was supposed to be my time to share right and then I just sit up no rebuttals <laughs> that was just I, I think it was, it was really good that we're coming into a new age and I yeah. hope that for everybody's family if you're suffering from mental health know that there is an out and know that there are people out there that can and will help you if you are suffering from mental health you can mental health issues or anything that's going on with you reach out to us hope yeah. maybe we can point you in the direction yeah. and do some research for you yeah and we're open to talk to and like we said this is not mm-hmm. just a you listening to us every week or whatever and, and that 
like that's the end of the conversation we really 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 do and we mean it want this to be a community because we we realize that like we need each other not everyone has someone and we just want to like shed light on issues and I and I, I that is my prayer that a lot of this will be just shedding light because when you have something that is sitting in the darkness it can only grow and it can take you out yeah so yeah so we're just we, I mean, we're just taking time to like shed some light on on yeah everything and that's the grim reality of it that a lot of us don't face mm-hmm. is and I felt like I've met that head on it can take you out mm-hmm. and it can take out the strongest of the strongest yeah. soldiers because mm-hmm. when it is knocking at your doorstep yeah and that's the only way that you can go to get out mm-hmm. Yeah. It can it can overpower you, mm-hmm. and it if can. you don't have somebody there to catch your back, front and sides, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and i and isolation can can mm. do that as well. It can it can only it won't help. I, I know a lot of times it feels like it'll help because it'll be like, well, I just need to be alone, and like, but like that, I feel like that is a lie the enemy because it'll only like encourage his um his agenda and it only helps him because it's like well I'm just gonna keep her alone and if she feels like being alone is is helping her then like that only pushes her yeah you know so I just I do feel like it is I feel like sometimes you can't help it because I, I do know that like depression is real thing like the the diagnosis of it and like a lot of times like people can't help yeah like they're just like I just I can't even get out of the bed right now Mm -hmm. like I I understand I understand that but um if you are able to have some sort of control if you feel like you can like just try not to like sit alone yeah yeah. And even sometimes, cause this happened to me, I would be in a room full of people, but I would still feel alone mm-hmm. because my mind was in a state of isolation. Mm-hmm. And when I told my mom that I feel like a lot of stuff triggered her and even like my stepmom to be like, Oh, you need, you, yeah, you need to talk to somebody else that knows how to do yeah. deal with this because we don't. Yeah. And there are so many programs out there that offer therapy at a cheaper cost Yeah, or maybe you have insurance that can pay for your therapy Mm -hmm. or, or things of that sort. Yeah. But just listen to somebody on YouTube. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I just, cause I not know not everybody has access to things, but start somewhere. Yeah. Go on YouTube. That's what I did even before I started therapy, because I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't know how much that cost. And like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, I think I need something, but I don't know if I can pay for all that. But like, even go on YouTube and there's like therapists on YouTube who do YouTube videos That's about, true. and I like watched videos about like cognitive distortions and like choosing your thoughts. And I was like, whoa, like amazing. <laughs> you mean I can like, you know, choose the thoughts that I accept. And like, I don't have to just let my thoughts just run rampant all over the place. Like, that's crazy. What? <laughs> Changed my life. But like, if you don't know, you don't know. No. So sometimes it's like, it can be as simple as too, like going on YouTube. 
the two i mean we're we have our phones in our hands all the time anyways mm-hmm. or use that use that little app that we love to scroll y'all know what i'm talking about tiktok yeah type in therapist maybe like it can like give you a leeway to like another revenue or something i know the videos aren't super long on there but maybe it can lead you to somebody else that that leads you to somebody else that can help you on your journey and on your path because everybody needs help every now and then yeah everybody everyone you are not exempt from needing help no matter not how amazing you are yeah and I know we're speaking to those overachievers out there, those yeah. people that like to do things alone, mm-hmm. those people that are the strong ones of their family, those people that are the strong ones of their friend group, yeah. or those people that have just kind of lived life, just kind of doing whatever and just floating and going with the wind. We're talking to y'all yeah. or those people that grew up in church and they just want to pray, pray about it, but then do something about it. Yeah. Because sometimes God isn't just telling you to stay on your knees and continue to pray. He's telling you to get up and move. Yeah. He's telling you to get up and move. Mm -hmm. But that's my two cents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, not me crying. Oh my gosh, I was crying too. I did not know it was going to be like this. I think I think we probably felt it though, honestly, because we were both nervous before we even started this episode. Yeah. Mm. Well, is there anything else you would like to tell the people? Word of encouragement. Um, I. What else can I say? Like, I do want to say this. Um, I, I I don't think that we touched on this. I think the first step is acknowledging mm. what the issue is. Um, but I do want to drive into the, like the next step being some sort of movement and Mm -hmm. we are not under the mercy of not diminishing anything, but we're not under the mercy of our feelings and like depression and anxiety and like, and we, we are not under the mercy of that. We are, we are not, those are things that we, we struggle with and that we deal with. But I want, I just want us to realize that just because like we can put a name on something that that, that doesn't mean that we just have to accept it and just mm. sit in that. So I, I really do, acknowledgement is important, but movement is important. And, and I just want us to be encouraged that like, like God is in control of everything of every situation Mm -hmm. and just because you are struggling with something does not mean that you have to accept defeat and be like well you know what this is just what it is like let let really let god like take care of that situation and like bring it bring it to him and do your part yeah yeah and fight (laughs) yeah fight 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 yeah because what the devil wants to do they say the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and I remember I had never read that 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 verse and I remember Mm -hmm. on the night when I was talking to that pastor New Year's Eve 2017 he told me that he said you are in the rut of it but Mm -hmm. you're gonna get through it he said because the devil is busy right now in your life and he is coming to steal kill and destroy your joy yeah and do not stop fighting yeah and I didn't stop fighting 
And I just want to tell y'all, like, there is a glory on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that glory might not come after a month. Yeah. It might not come after two months. It's- it might take six months. It might take a year. Yeah. Y'all, it took me, if I am being 100% honest with y'all, it took me a, over a year to feel like myself again, mm-hmm. to feel like I could smile. And it was a genuine smile to feel like I could get up and actually move to not have suicidal thoughts, to not think that the world was crashing in around me and just to know that I was going to be okay. Because Mm -hmm. for a long time, I did not think that I was. Yeah. And all the people that told me that I was going to be okay on a daily was my mom. And I had some people there to catch my front back, my middle and my sides. Mm -hmm. But know that it will be okay. And I'm not giving my dad credit either, but and my stepmom, because they were there telling me it was going to be okay too. Mm-hmm. But know that there is joy on the yeah, other side. There when is. they say joy comes in the morning. It does. It does. It does. And that morning might not be that morning. It might not be that morning. It might not be the be next a morning. morning. A morning. Mm-hmm. So just know that. <sighs> I'm done being a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think that's it. Yeah. Y'all, we really want to encourage you. If you if you felt something, you know, after hearing this and you really want someone to talk to, like DM us, please. I'm gonna say that again. Like, please, yes. please DM us. This is this is a conversation. Yeah. <sighs> well, that is our episode, y'all. And I hope y'all got something from this. Yes. It was very therapeutic for us. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye y'all. Bye. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Girl Be Honest Podcast.